ארן מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דרנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש עם השבה ארצמה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נמנחנו ומקור חוכמה רבנו נחנון ונענח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכות תם תגיד לנו פריס אלמן. שבעזרת השם תלעיז לייסן רגנס תורת תורה י"ג אשכי העם And we're going to hop into it and speak about a lot of tzedakah, hashkacha, divine providence, giving charity, uh, the tikkun of the merkava, all of this deep stuff. Let's, um, let's hop right into it. Ashreya amnodet trua, happy is the nation that knows the shofar blast. The trua. Okay, this is a pasuk in Tehidim, and Rabbeinu is going to bring this down. In, um, Rabbeinu is going to start explaining the lesson, at the end he's going to explain that pasuk. עוד אלף, להמשיך השגחה שלמה אי אפשר אלא עד שישבר תאוות ממון. To bring down divine providence, רבנו says, is impossible except by means of breaking your תאווה for money, your desire for money. So now רבנו is going to explain how one breaks his desire for money. ושבירתה הוא על ידי צדקה. And how you break your desire for money is through צדקה. Charity. כיתה בזוהר, רוחה נחת, אשכח חמימה דליבה. It's in the Zohar in פרשת פנחס. A spirit descends. To, to cool off the burning of the heart. And when the spirit descends, the heart receives this spirit with rejoicing. And what type of rejoicing? With the melodies of the Levi'im. So this spirit, which is um, accepted by the heart in this rejoicing of this melodious tune that the Levi'im sing is then able to burn off the, the, the heat of the heart to, to cool off the heat of this heart so let's see what this means and how Rabbeinu ties this up to Tzedakah so Ruach in this case in this Zohar is a reference to Tzedakah why? because Tzedakah is Ruach Nediva the generous spirit as is brought down um, in Tehilim Nunadef in Tehilim 51 verse 14 And through the Ruach Nediva, the generous spirit, which is Tzaka, one cools off the heat of the desire for money. So the heat of the heart is the heat of the desire for money. So let's see here. He shall cut off the spirit of the Negidim, the nobleman, the wealthy. So what's here? It's that the Ruach cuts off and it minimizes the desire for Negidim. Which, what is Negidim? Nobleman. But in Rabbanu's translating, it has Negidut, nobility, and wealth. So the Ruach is able to cool off the heat of one's desire for wealth, for nobility, all this stuff. And this is the spirit of Tzedaka. So Tzedaka is able to cool this off. It breaks one's desire for money. And in the Zohar, it talks about this This melody of the Levi'im. What's this melody of the Levi'im? Rabbeinu says this is the aspect of masa umatan. Business, giving and taking in business. Be'emuna, and when one performs his business with faith, she'samach be'cheko ve'no at le'ashir. That he's very happy with his portion and he doesn't run to go get wealthy. Because what's melody? Melody is business. It's bartering, it's trade, it's all this stuff. K'mon she'katuf. Se'u zimra u'tnutof. What's masa umatan, which means business? Masa umatan is seu, which is masa. Take up zimra, a melody or a song. Utnu tof, utnu and give a tof is like a drum or a, tr- a timbre, a timbre. This idea is seu zimra utnu tof. You have the language of seu utnu, which is masa umatan, um, taking and giving, which is this idea of business. So Rabbanu is explaining that masa umatan is the aspect of zimra. And tof, which is this aspect of nigunim, melody. So we see that masa matan represents this idea of melody, chedva. And what's chedva de niguna de levai, as we talked about in the Zohar, the rejoicing of the melody of the Levi'im. What's the rejoicing aspect? This is the one who's happy with his portion. So Rabbeinu tied this Zohar together. We just explained that Zohar. And now Rabbeinu is going to implement the aspect of the Torah within this. What's the Torah? What does the Ketoret do, the incense offering? It binds together the Chimum Halev, the heat of the heart, with the spirit. It's the joining of together of these two ideas. And this is what it says in Mishle. The Ketoret brings joy to the heart. 
They shall place uh, an incense in your nostrils. And this is what Rabbeinu is explaining. How the Torah is also this idea of nullifying Tavat Mamon, the desire for money. As it says, that through the Torah that we just talked about, you one nullifies the, the curse in which Hashem cursed Adam that by the sweat of his brow he shall eat. Meaning that Hashem, that Adam would have to go work to earn his parnasa, his food. That um, Rabbeinu is explaining here that through Ktoret one nullifies this idea because what did he say? They shall place an incense in his nostrils and the same idea it's the same word. But translated differently, by the sweat of one's brow he shall eat. So Rabbeinu explains that the Torah, the Torah is able to nullify this idea of that by sweating one shall earn a spanasa. So this is what Rabbeinu says, by breaking your Tabat Mamon, this idea of Torah, which we talked about, which is the Nigunim, the melodies, one is able to, and which is all Tzedakah, one is able to nullify the heat of the heart, which is the Tabat Mamon, all this stuff. Now Rabbeinu is going to implement this idea. This is going to be very big and a very deep concept. This is the aspect of the revelation of Mashiach. When Mashiach reveals himself. Because when Mashiach reveals himself, then the desire for money will be completely nullified. As it says in Yeshaya, in the Prophet, in Yeshaya. In On that day, the day where Mashiach reveals himself basically, the man will throw or men will throw, mankind will throw away their idols of silver and their idols of, of gold. What's this idea? Idols of silver, idols of gold, it's money. So when Mashiach reveals himself, we will completely throw away our desire for, for money and gold, which Rabbeinu explained, by the way, in another lesson, Lesson 23, the idea that money, the desire for money, is today Avodazara Mamash. It's the main Avodazara today, the, per, the way a person runs after money. So this is why it's Elilezehavo, Elilechasvo, the gods of money, the gods of silver, because today money and silver has become a god of its own. And this is what it says in Echa, the, the, the breath of our nostrils, Mashiach Hashem, is the, the anointed one of Hashem, Mashiach. So we see here the idea of Apenu, nostrils, which is what we talked about, Torah the Torah in your nostrils, the same curse that Hashem said that Hashem, we should... We should earn our panasa by the sweat of our brow. Apenu apecha. It's all the same word here. And Mashiach is able to ruach apenu Mashiach Hashem. The spirit of our nostrils is the Mashiach of Hashem. So here the Mashiach is able to cool off this inyan of apecha or ktorah apecha. All this idea that the Mashiach also repairs this concept. Rabbeinu says that as long in the, as um, idol worship of Rabbeinu says as long as the idol worship of money exists in the world Rabbeinu explained that this desire for money is also considered idol worship as long as this still is in the world as long as this is still strong there still exists divine anger so as long as Avodah of money exists in the world then Hashem's anger is still in the world and as as according to the, the nullification of this Avodah Zarah, the, as much as we destroy it, so too God's anger is nullified. So the more we destroy this Avodah Zarah, the more God's anger is removed. As it says, Ruach Apenu, the spirit of our Nasrud, Mashiach Hashem. Mashiach of Hashem. Venit Mashiach Chesed Ba'olam, and Rabbeinu adds this idea, that Chesed is drawn down into the world, Bifchinat Ve'oseh Chesed Imshichu. As it says in Tehillim, he does Chesed to his Mashiach. He does acts of kindness to his Mashiach. This idea that through the Mashiach's concept, which is nullifying money, one draws chesed. And when this chesed becomes revealed, then da'at is brought down. Awareness of Hashem. And what is da'at, awareness? It's the aspect of building the Beit HaMikdash. Why? As we say, But as for me, because of the multitude of your chesed, Hashem, Avo betecha, I come to your bayit. Meaning, Hashem's bet amigdash is because of the chesed. So because once we draw down chesed, and then we draw down that, then we draw down the sinyan of the bet amigdash. What do we say? And the right side, does amin is ready. 
for the building of the Bet Amidash, meaning the, the Bet Amidash building comes through the union of the right side, which is Chesed. And what is the after the Bet Amidash? It's the Dat. It's the awareness. You know, this Gemara, that one who has Dat, one who has awareness of Hashem intellect, it's as if he built the Bet Amidash in his day. And this is the main aspect of building the Bet Amidash is grinding that. So the Mashiach, he comes down, he brings Chesed, which Chesed then illuminates that. And then this that is this aspect of building the Bet Amidash. So all these items come together and just keep those in mind. Rabbeinu says this is the aspect of the revelation of the Torah of the, world, of the, uh, um, of the time to come in the future. This is the aspect of revealing the Torah of the future. As we know in the Zohar, that in the future, the Torah of the ancient hindered one, which comes from the place of Keter, um, of the Sfirot of Hashem, the Keter, that this Torah from Keter will be revealed. And this is obviously in the time to come. But Rabbanu is explaining this is the Inan of the Mashiach. The Mashiach's goal is to bring down this Torah, Torah from the Atikastima, this ancient hidden one. Because Rabbeinu explains the main receiving of the Torah comes through intellect. And what is Sechel intellect? It's the aspect of Moshe Mashiach. Moshe, who is the Mashiach, we know in the Zohar, it's the same Neshama, but the Moshe and Mashiach are one inyan. They're one idea. As we say in Mishle, a wise man, a wise man ascends the city of strong people. What did that mean? That a wise man ascends to the city of strong men? Because one who is this aspect of Moshe Mashiach, which we're going to explain as this wise man, is able to receive the Torah. And he's able to draw down the illumination of this Torah to teach other people. Because the revelation of Torah comes from the unification of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Shekhinah. Like it says Because this idea, as it says, Hear the instruction, hear my son, the instructions of your father, and don't stray from the Torah of your mother. This idea of the combination of the Musar of the father and the Torah of the mother is this idea of the revelation of the Torah. This is whenever HaKadosh Baruch Hu is compared to the father and the mother who is the Shekhinah comes together. Your father is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Your mother, this is a reference to Knesset Yisrael, the Shekhinah, Am Yisrael, basically. This is what it says in Zohar Yitro. When they come together, HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Shekhinah, how does one unify these two concepts, these two aspects, through elevating the souls of Israel, through what? This concept of main nukvin, female waters. This is an idea, which basically means in the Zohar, female waters is this idea wherever a person down here is able to arouse a shefa to Hashem, from Hashem to descend from Hashem. Through a good action, basically, a person does a mitzvah. He basically raises female waters. It's whenever we do something, basically, down in this world to arouse down an abundance from God. So we are raised, we raise female waters. We raise up the shekhinah through a mitzvah, for example, when we pray tefillat mincha aravit, whatever. And then Hashem is able to descend down a shefa as a result of the raising of the female waters. Then male waters descend. So it's this, it's this give and take, basically. We almost erase, we raise these female waters through our good deeds and then Hashem brings down these male waters which is this abundance. So Rabbeinu explains that the elevating of souls through this aspect of Mayn Nukvin, which is this Kabbalistic concept, is then creating this unity between and who is able to do such a thing? The wise man is able to take these souls and to raise them up in the aspect of Mayn Nukvin. And it's the one who takes souls is a chacham. Only the one who is a chacham can take souls and raise them. And through this unification of these, of HaKadosh Baruch by raising these souls, then one is able to bring birth to the Torah. This chacham is able to bring birth to this Torah. Not just any Torah though. This Torah of Atikas we talked about. The Torah of the Mashiach basically. And when this wise person basically brings these souls up 
um, in the aspect of what we just mentioned in this verse, that this wise man ascends the city of strong. Whenever he, this wise man ascends the city of strong, through this, he brings down, this concept of he brings down this might, Oz, this might which we know is the Torah, Miftecha, in which it trusts. This trustworthy might. So this is the Torah that the tzaddik is able to bring down once he elevates these souls in the aspect of Mainukvin. This awesome stuff. So this great tikkun Rabban was explaining um, um, in these first two sections. But it all starts with the Zinyan of Tzedakah, which we talked about. The nefesh, the Prinat Ratzon. And the soul, what is the soul? This is the aspect of Ratzon. Desire, will. <clears throat> How do we know this? Because it says in the Pasuk, um, I believe in Bereshit, in Sefer Bereshit, chapter 23, uh, verse 8, If you guys so desire, basically, if it's your will, Nafshechem, basically, is Nefesh, it's a soul, but here it's translated in this Pasuk as Ratzon, in a sense, if you guys will or desire, because all these people who come to the Tzadik of the generation, the Chacham of the generation, each and every person has their ratzon. He has his desire. He has his wills, right? And the tzaddik takes all the ratzonot, all the desires of all these people who come to him, and he raises them. Afterwards, once he raises them, he brings down the might in which it trusts, which is this Torah. It says in Yechezkel, in this prophecy of the chariot, the deepest part of Kabbalah, it says there, the angels, the fiery angels, ran and returned. You've seen this in Yana Lesson 6 already, but now Rabbanu is going to explain it differently. Ratso, what's the idea of the angels ran? What's running? This is the whenever the tzaddik raises these souls. Bashov, the returning. This is whenever the tzaddik brings down these souls and returns these souls back down here with the revelation of the Torah. Because what do we say? Whenever the tzaddik raises these souls and um, he does this yichud, this, this unification between the Baruch and the Shrina, what did he do? He then brings down the Torah, Me'atika Stima, this Torah from the future, this Torah of the future, the world, this Torah of the world to come when the Mashiach comes. He brings down the Torah, the Mashiach, basically, with the returning of these souls. So he comes back down with the souls, and now a new Torah. This is what is brought in Tikkun Ezoar, Tikkun Ein, the last Tikkun. Ratzo, when it says run, Dan Noriel. This is a reference to the angel Noriel. Vashov and returning. What's the angel? What's the aspect of returning? This is a reference to the angel Metat Sarapanim. Nuriel da Nordaluk. And what is Nuriel? We say in the Zohar and Bereshit. Nuriel is a lit candle. Nuriel comes from the word Nur, which is a candle in Aramaic. That, and um, Nuriel is this aspect of a lit candle. It says in the Zohar Bereshit. Um, so let's see how this ties together. But Chamimut Ta'avat Mamon Rabban explains with the heat. Of the desire for money, bashov and what's the aspect of returning? This is the, so we see noriel represents the aspect of running. What is this? The heat of the the, the heat of the desire for money. Nordaluk, a lit candle, this hot candle is this aspect of the heat for one's desire for money. And bashov the returning is This is the aspect of metat, this angel. And if you take metat sarapanim, take the first letters of that phrase. Uh, which is the name of this angel, basically, and his his job, Sarapanim, or his his title. Take the first letters, Mem of Metat Sar, Sam uh, of Shin, and then you have a Hey, you have Diu Rashim Beshem Moshe. The the acronym of this phrase is Moshe. The Ihu Mashiach, and who's Moshe? We said Moshe is Mashiach. Shehu Ruach Apenu. He is the spirit of our nostrils. Shealadon Ishtak Nitchakech Hachamimut. And through Moshe, who is the Inyan of the Mashiach. He's able to cool off and allay the heat of the desire for money. What it says, shakacha. Shakacha. What does it mean, shakacha? means to cool off. Shakacha, gimatria Moshe. Shakacha, to cool off, is the same numerical value as Moshe. So we see that Moshe is the numerical value of cool off, which is his job, to cool off the desire for money. He cools off the gold, the gods of silver and gold. And what's Ratzon running? It's the aspect of Ratzon. It's the aspect of desire, which which is which is which we said is what, is at the beginning of this section, 
So we said Shehu Nefesh, the desire is the soul. The soul and the desire are one idea. One's soul is one's desire. And the returning is Moshe. So the running is the aspect of these souls of these souls of Am Yisrael who come to the Tzadik or the Chacham of the generation with their, with their not with their wills. And the Tzadik is able to elevate them. And the returning is whenever Moshe brings back down these souls and is bringing down the, the Torah of the Mashiach, the Torah of the and through that he's able to cool off the, the Tava for money. Um, and we said Moshe returns. Moshe is the aspect of Vashov, because he's the one who receives the Torah. Section And when one draws down the Torah, when the Tzaddik draws down this Torah, he draws down with it this aspect of Hashkacha. Divine providence. Because the Torah is made up of four elements. The Tamim, the melody, which is the signs which one sings the song of the Torah. Nekudot is the vowel points under the, each letter. Tagin are the crowns upon each letter. And Otiot are the letters itself. These are the four aspects of the Torah. Tamim, Nekudot, Tagin, Otiot. And Tamim is obviously the highest one. And it descends. And um, this is the four aspects of the Torah. And it says, look in the Zohar. Um... And what are these four aspects of the Torah? Um, it represents the three colors of the eye and the pupil. Each color of the eye and the pupil itself represents these four elements of the Torah, or the Torah itself. And this is why the Torah begins with the word Bereshit. Because in the word Bereshit, you have the word Rashe, which means head. And there you have the word Bat, inside the word Bereshit, which is this idea of Bat Ayn. The people. So what's Rashi? Let's see how Rabbeinu explains. We see Bat means people. But what's the idea of Rashi? Rashi ele Rashi vetabotam. These are the heads of the tribes. Rashi Rashi vetabotam. It says in the pasuk, the heads of the houses of the, our forefathers, the tribes. Sheavotem telat kvani deena. And who are the heads? The heads of the tribes. It's the Diavot. Rashi vetabotam. The heads. Our forefathers basically are the Avot, the three Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov represent the three colors of the eye. <clears throat> so we see here that Rashi, you have Bereshit, you have Rashi, which is the three colors of the eye through the aspect of Rashi, Betavotam, who is Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. And then you have Bat, which is the Bat Ayin, the pupil. Taman Bat, and there we say, there is the word Bat, that Bat Ayin, this is the pupil. This is an awesome thing, Rabbi was explaining. When the Chacham brings down the Torah that we just talked about, what, do, what happens? He brings down the vision or the sight of the divine providence of Hashem upon us. Meaning Hashem's vision upon us is brought down as well. When the tzaddik elevates our souls and then brings them back down with the revelation of this new Torah, comes down with this new Torah is this aspect of Hashkacha, which is basically God's vision upon His children. God renews His vision over us. And each and every person, according to how close he is to the Torah, which we just explained, represents these four aspects of the eye, the three colors and the pupil. The same is true of how much is the Hashkacha of Hashem is upon him. So the closer you are to the Torah, the more Hashkacha of Hashem is upon you. The more divine providence you have. This is an awesome thing Rabban was explaining. Now he's explaining how. Because the main essence or the strength of one's vision or sight. The reason why sight happens or why a person can perceive something or see something. Rabban was explaining the science behind it now. Because what? He strikes the thing that he wants to see. When a person sees something, his vision strikes that object. And then what happens? This vision that he's striking that object with then ricochets and gets pictured back into the eye, strikes the eyes. So you see something, then the object you're stopping at to see, to focus on, then that light of the vision then gets reflected back into your eye and then that vision or that object you are looking at then gets pictured. And that object that you're looking at then gets pictured in your eyes. Then the eyes see that that object which you're looking at. Because what does vision do? It brings something into the aspect of sight. Into, into your eyesight. But when something is very far, before your vision or reaches that object, 
What happens, your vision then gets diffused within the air and it becomes obscured. That's why it's very difficult to see from afar. And then your vision doesn't strike that object. And through that, the vision doesn't get back, returned back to the eyes, doesn't get ricocheted back to the eyes. And then the eyes can't see because the essence of vision is through that striking. Whenever you strike that object with your vision and then that... that um, once it hits that object, it gets reflected back. But there's no reflection here because it's so far away that your vision gets obscured. And this is what it says in Tehillim. Shuvna, oh return. Look from the heavens and see. See how Rabbeinu explains this pasuk. That the, the sight that we're looking up to heaven, meaning that our vision up to heaven, that we're relying on Hashem, should be returned back return back through the striking, meaning through the fact that we're looking up to Hashem. The fact that we're looking up to Hashem, we're striking Hashem is basically, which is our desired object, and that Hashem should basically return our vision back to, back to us so that we're going to see here what this really means. So that the vision should return to his eyes. And then you have the aspect and see. Oh no! So it's the it's the opposite of what I was saying. That the vision of Hashem should strike us, and that once it strikes us, it should return back to Hashem, so that we are pictured in God's eyes, so as to speak. So let's see what this means. And then you'll see, and this is what it says in the pasuk: Shuvna habet mishamayim Meaning this idea of the habata mishamayim, this vision from Hashem that He looks upon us should return back to Him. Meaning that. There should be a striking so that the, we should be pictured in God's eyes, so that there should be this hashkacha that we should, Hashem should pay attention to us in a sense. Because what's the return of the looking, which is only, is only possible through the striking. So vision is only possible through the striking, and this is what we're saying that Hashem's hashkacha should be upon us. And we're going to explain this. And this is the aspect of when the angels ran and returned. What's the, the angels? This is the Torah. What's Torah? It's Chayim. It's life. We know this. We say it's your life and your length of days. So the Torah is Chayim. And what's Chayot comes from the word Chayim. It means these fiery life, 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 like uh, these angels full of life. So this is the Torah. What's Ratzo? This is the, the vision from above down below. The running. This is the the vision that Hashem brings down upon us. And what's the returning? This is the aspect of whenever God's vision strikes something, basically, and whenever that image then gets returned to the um, eyes of the person and gets pictured in that person's eyes. So in this case, we are hoping that Hashem sees us, but that we are not too far away from Him in essence, so that he can strike us, basically, with his vision, and then that we get pictured back into his eyesight. It's a beautiful imagery here, that Rabbi was explaining this idea of hashkacha. This is hashkacha. Because the eyesight are like a polished, uh, a polished mirror. Because in eye, if you look at it, you can see anything that stands before it. But, and through the fact that we are close to the Torah, we find if you're close to the Torah, then what are you also close to? You're, you're, you're close to the strength of God's vision. And through this, God's vision then gets returned to His eyes. And then we are pictured and we are imaged into His eyes. But the Goyim, from the fact that they are far from the Torah, they are far from His Divine Providence. Because what? His Divine Providence doesn't reach them through the striking. There is no striking because they're far away from the Torah. So anything that's close to the Torah then gets struck because we just... What did we just talk about? This idea of the Torah is this idea of Tanta. Which are the three colors of the eye and the pupil. The Torah is this vision. So Hashem strikes the Torah because... Hashem and the Torah are basically this, this one idea. And if we are close to the Torah, then we get pictured with the Torah as well in the eyes of Hashem. But if we are far from the Torah, like the Goyim, then we don't get pictured in Hashem's eyes. And there's not full Hashkacha. 
we find that the divine providence of the Goyim is only half vision because there's only a, um, what do you call it? There's only one aspect of the vision. It's meaning I'm looking at the object, but there's no striking of that object so that the object is returned to my eyes. It's like something that's very far away. I get to see it, but I can't see it very clearly at all because I can't strike the object. My image, my vision gets blurred within the, the distance. So this aspect is... It, the Goyim only have the aspect of Ratzor, but not Vashov. But upon us, the Am Yisrael, who is close to the Torah, Hashem's divine providence is complete. This is the aspect of the rectification of the upper chariot and the lower chariot. As it brought down in the Zohar, it's very deep stuff. That through the Chacham, that he takes these souls and then he brings them up and then he brings down the stronghold in which it trusts, which is the Torah. He brings down the Torah. Through this aspect of the Tzaddik, raising these souls and bringing them back down, he repairs the two chariots. Let's see how. It's going to get a little bit um, complex. We'll just stick with it. We'll do it in simplicity. Because there's four chayot, there's four, there's four fire angels, right? These aspects of these four chayot, not nefesh, in the aspect of the soul of nefesh. So within the nefesh, there's four chayot. So you have within the nefesh, the aspect of four chayot, a kise, a chair, and the one who sits on the chair. So these three concepts within the nefesh. The four chayot, that's one. The second is the chair, and the third is the one who sits on the chair. So let's see this. What are the four animals that are in the aspect of, that exist within the aspect of the soul, the nefesh, which we mentioned earlier is chatzon? So let's see here. This is the first one of the chayot, the first animal, the first one of these uh, images. comes from the word ariti. I gathered my mori, my my mor, my spice in besami with my other spice. What's this idea? Ariti, I gather. Mori zebchinat marat nafesh. What's mori? Mor comes from the word marat nafesh, the bitterness of the soul. Bechinat ve'nafsha marala, as it says, for her soul is bitter within her. Zebchinat pegama nefesh. This is the aspect of a blemishing of the soul. Pegama raton, a blemish in raton, which we talked about, because the soul and raton are one idea. So if you blemish the soul, your bitterness, then you're blemishing raton. So let's see how Rabbi explains it. Shebazi adam lechacham ador. No, my bad. Because when you want something for your desire, this desire that you have for that thing, which is a ta'va for you, a lust for you, or a craving for you, is a blemish and it's a bitterness for the soul. It creates a blemish to the soul. And when this person comes to the Chacham of the generation with his soul and his Ratzon, and the Chacham of the generation takes his Ratzonot, his wills, his desires, and he collects them, each and every person, and he raises them, as we talked about, and he also collects all the Ratzonot and all the souls that have fallen, meaning all the blemished Ratzonot, not just the pure ones, but also the bad ones. This is the aspect of Aryeh of Nefesh. What's Aryeh? I gathered. It's an expression of gathering. That he's gathering and collecting the bitterness of the soul. Which is the blemishing of the soul. What's Besami? With my spice. With the good Ratzonot. That brings up a good fragrance. So Besami is a good fragrance. Mori represents his marat and nefesh, the bitterness of the soul. So the tzaddik takes the good, the good retzonot and the bad retzonot and raises them. This is the aspect of Aryeh. So we're going to see how within the four as, within these three aspects of the nefesh, which is the four chayot, the chair, and the one who sits on the chair, we're going to see here this entire process of the tikkun of the merkava ila'an and merkava tata. We're going to see how the tzaddik does this tikkun. We're going to see this entire process that we just explained within these um, four chayot and etc., etc. What's the second aspect of the chayot of the nefesh? The ox of the nefesh. This is the light that is clear and that is added to the soul because of the fact of whenever they're collected together. When the souls come together, it adds light. 
and a clarity. Because the fragments of the souls come together. And whenever the fragments come together, then the soul is able to illuminate properly. Because whenever the desire doesn't illuminate, when the raton isn't proper through our bad retonot, for example, and they aren't able to illuminate, then the soul is in the aspect of what? The soul is hungry. Because the essence of hunger, because what's hunger? Hunger comes from the fact that we lack light. We're going to see how. He made you suffer and he let you go hungry. And then he fed you the man. So let's see here. It says in Yoma this. And then what does it say in the From here we learn that the blind person is never satiated. So let's see how Rabbeinu ties this Gemara together. And how light is the aspect of satisfaction. Being satisfied, and then a lack of light is the aspect of hunger. Kikara sova, Rabbanu says, because the essence of satis- like being satisfied, mechamat ha'or is because of the light that one sees with his eyes. And through the fact that one doesn't see, his soul is not filled. What does that mean? His ratzon isn't filled. Because what is in Kohelet? Better is the sight of the eyes. Than the wandering um, of the soul. Meaning, the sight of the eyes causes the soul not to wander, but whenever um, the sight of eyes is able to prevent the soul from this wandering, meaning the soul's hunger is prevented from this light. When one purifies his soul to the clearness of this light, then we fulfill the verse. Of the hungry soul, Mileto is filled with good. Meaning, now that it has light, it's filled, it's 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 satisfied. It says, He will satiate you with the clarities of your soul, with the light of your soul. This idea that you will now be satiated with light. Now your soul is filled with this light. Now your pro- improper retonot, by the fact that it's being collected, and the fragments of your soul are now being collected, this is the aspect of light. And this is the aspect of Shor, Leshon Histaklut. What shor ak comes from the word ashre, which is this idea of histaklut, gazing. Better is the sight of the eyes uh, than the wandering of the soul. So we see here this aspect of the light. And what's the ego in the aspect of the nefesh? The third chaya. This is the, not, the, the revelation that is renewed when the soul is a. When the soul ascends in the aspect of pregnancy. So whenever the tzaddik brings his soul up to unify together, when the soul, when he brings up all these retzonot and he brings up these souls to renew these souls, the souls go through an aspect of pregnancy. Like pregnancy, there's these maturation processes. There's these maturing processes where a soul matures through this from an embryo to from a fetus to an embryo, whatever it is, embryo, fetus, etc., etc., to a fully formed body. This is the same aspect whenever the tzaddik raises the souls of Am Yisrael. This is the aspect of ego. As it says, your youth is renewed like the youth of an ego. So we see this renewing of the soul is the aspect of the nesher. And we see in this pasuk that the, the, the ego represents renewing. The Adam, what's the fourth aspect of the chayot, of the four, the four images on the Kisei of Hashem? What's the fourth one? The Adam, the person. This is the person within the soul. The, the man within the soul. It says in Bereshit, and he Adam, and it was for Adam, a living soul. Because man represents what? Impoverished and wealthy. Because within person, there's either the idea of being impoverished or being wealthy. It says, Let's see how Rabbeinu proved this aspect of wealth and, and uh, poverty within the aspect of this Adam. As it says in, in, the, in the Torah, But the Zohar says in the Haktama, Let us make man in our, um, in our form. This means what? Wealthy. In our likeness, impoverished. So we see this idea of forming man or Adam is formed through the, both of these aspects. Atireh Impoverishment and wealth. And when these souls are collected by the Chacham, then they become the aspect of Adam. 
Why? Because nefashot gedolot cannot. Because the souls that are great and small both come. Bifinat meskine atzire. The aspect of wealthy and impoverished. The wealthy souls, which are bigger souls, come. And the smaller souls, which are also impoverished souls, also come. This is the aspect of Adam. So we see these four aspects of the four chayot. Now I'm going to explain the kiseh and the one who sits on the kiseh. The ofanim and agufin. And the, what are the ofanim, the wheels? And agufin, these are the bodies. The ofanim are also um, are types of angels. The ofanim, the chayot and ofanim. These ofanim and agufin, these are the bodies. Because the main work of these bodies, of, of the body, is to bring life force to the soul. Meaning one cannot live without the aspect of the body. That the soul is able to exhibit its functioning. It's able to, to, to do whatever it can do through the limbs of the body. Meaning a soul cannot survive in this world without the aspect of the fish. And the body itself has no movement, movement from its own, from its own will. It's all through the strength of the soul, meaning the soul is what projects the body to do whatever it can. The soul cannot survive without the body. It's a, it's a give and take, basically. They're both dependent upon each other. These are the ofanim, which represent the, the, the wheels or the bodies, the wheels of this chariot. We're going to see. And what do we talk about? There's the aspect of a chair within the nefesh. What's the chair? This is the soul of the wise person, which is concealed. We're going to see what this means. As we talk about the, the Tamid Chacham, what do we say about the Tamid Chacham and Mishle? He's more precious than pearls. This wise person's soul is more precious than pearls. The Tamid Chacham is even more precious than the Gemara. Than the Kohen Gadol who enters within the Kodesh HaKadashim. He's bigger than the Kohen Gadol. Because of the fact that the souls of this wise person the soul of this wise person is very precious. It's actually covered over um, in the innermost sanctum. It's protected. And all the garment, all the souls in which he's elevating actually become a garment for that soul. Being the Chacham is in the middle and all the other souls are, are surrounding it. And the, who's the man who sits on the chair in that prophecy in Yechezkel? This represents the dato the wisdom of this chacham. Because what did we say in Mishle? Without da'at, without wisdom, or without knowledge, the soul is not good. Meaning the soul needs da'at, and this da'at is whenever this man sits on this chair. And there's four chayot within the Torah. What did we just talk about? The four within the nefesh. But now we're going to explain the four chayot within the Torah. What's the Arya in the Torah? The line within the Torah is the aspect of the Torah called Oz. Oz He brings down this soul. Um, this Vayored Oz. He brings down this uh, Oz, this might, which is the Torah. The Torah Oz. The Torah is called Might. And what do we say in Shoftim? What is stronger than the strength of a lion? What is stronger than a lion? So we see here that just like a lion represents strength, so to the Torah represents strength, so we see that the Torah represents the lion in this aspect. The shor sheba Torah. What do we see the aspect of the shor within the Torah? The b'chinat bisarim yasoro. What do we say? And it says in Mishle, through me, the rulers will begin to rule. Or through me, the rulers can rule. What's the idea? Through me being the Torah, the, the, the rulers, those who have authority can rule. Meaning it's only through the Torah that one can create authority. So we see that the Shor also exists within the Torah. As we say, Sarim and Yasoru, this comes from the same word Shor, to all the same root. The Nesher, the ego in the Torah, is the, re- the novelties of the Torah, the Chidushim, the revelations of the Torah. As it says, May you be renewed like the, the ego. Adam Torah, and what is the Adam in the Torah? Where do we see the aspect of Adam within the Torah? Adam. As it says, this is the Torah Adam, man. So we see Torah and Adam are one in And within the Torah, you have stringencies, and then you have leniencies, which represent the impoverished and the wealthy, these two aspects. And what do we see? The, the aspect of the kiseh within the aspect of the Torah, from the word kisa, 
these are the things which Atik Yomi, the ancient of days, covered over, that Hashem covered over, the secret, or the, the thing that Hashem had kept secret. Uh, they conceal themselves within the stories of the Torah. It's obviously all very deep stuff. Um, this is the aspect of the Kiseh, which means Shekisa, uh, to cover over, the Atik Yomi covered over. And the one who sits on the chair is Atik Yomin, Hashem himself, the Ancient of Days. And it says the Ancient of Days sat. Or he sits. And what are the Ofanim? The wheels of the chariot or the Ofanim? These angels of the Torah. These are the bodies of Halachot, the laws which we practice. So they see all these aspects within the Torah, all these aspects within the Nefesh. what it says in the Gemara and Tanit. There was a story with Rabbi Yonah. When the world needed rain, he said, I will go and purchase a zuz, this currency, worth of grain. He stood in a very deep place, in a, in a concealed place, covered in sackcloth, through this rain came. What does this mean? See how Rabbi ties this awesome, awesome chidush, which we're just talking about, secrets of the Torah that we've, that really have been concealed up until Chabenu, that uh, secrets of the Zohar, all this deep, very deep stuff, Tikkunim, we can't even imagine, Tia Chabenu ties this within the Gemara. The story of Rabbi Yonah, whenever the world needed rain, what is this a reference to? Hainu la Torah, what's rain the Torah? As it said in Hazinu, my teaching shall drop like rain. What's my teaching? The Torah, Hashem is saying. So my teaching with the Torah is like rain. So we see here that the, when the world needs Torah, which is rain, I will go and purchase a zoo's worth of Ibura, grain. What's Ibura? Grain. This is the aspect of Ayin Bet, which is 72 name of Hashem, the expansion of the 72 name. The seventy-two numerical, uh, the aspect of the seventy-two letter name of Hashem, and Rayo, what's Rayo? It's the gematria of two hundred sixteen, which is the numerical value of Gvura. So we see here Ayin Bet, which represents seventy-two, which is the aspect of Yudke Vavke and the Milui of um, very uh, of the Milui of um, um, of Yud, is the aspect of Chesed. So you have the 72 letter name of Hashem which represents Chesed and then you have the Asad Resh, Yud and Vav which is 216 which is Gvura. The same numerical value as Gvura. Ayin Bet who Shikuch. What's the aspect of Ayin Bet? The 72 letter name of Hashem. This is Shikuch. So obviously we're playing here on the words Ibur. Ibur. If you play on the words Ibur you have Ayin, Yud, Bet, Vav, Resh. You have Ayin and Bet which is 72 and then you have Yud, Vav, Resh left which is 216. So you see, Ibu is playing the word Ayin Bet and Rayo, which is the combination of Chesed and Gvura. So what's Ayin Bet, Chesed, Hushikur? This is the cooling off of the Tava, right? Rayo, what's Gvura? This is the heat. Gvura we know is Din, it's fire. This is heat of the desire for money. What's Zuza? Zuz, it's this currency. This is the aspect of Tavat Mamon, clearly. So what's Rabbi Yona explaining, basically? Rabbi Yona is explaining here the depth within this statement, this Ruach HaKodesh within this statement, that Rabbi Yonah is basically going to cool off the Tava of money. He went down to it. He stood um, in a deep place. What did that mean? Through the fact that he he cooled off the Tava of money, he merited Atcha Amike, a deep place. What is that? He merited Chesed. Because what do we say? Sunlit spots, spots that have the sun shining on it are darker than shaded spots. Sunlit spots are darker than shaded spots. So this idea that the sun, which is we know this idea of amuka, the sunlit spots are amuka, are darker, or in this place are deeper. Amike are deep. He, that uh, through the aspect of cooling Tabat Mamon, that Rabbi Yonah merited a deep, uh, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yonah merited this aspect of drawing down Chesed, because what's 
it's a sechel, it's the intellect. With the tzenuim, with the modest people, is chokhmah. Chokhmah exists by those who are modest. So we see here that the sinyan of chokhmah, which is tzenuah, which is the betamigdash, is the sinyan of sechel, da'at. So with chesed, one draws down the sinyan of da'at, which is the betamigdash, which is tzenuah. This is the aspect of taking these souls in order to raise them. And the one who takes souls is a wise person. So we talked here earlier this idea of being wise. And the collecting of souls is called in the aspect of sack, sackcloth. Why? Why is sack, sackcloth caused, uh, um, or this idea, why is sackcloth this idea of collecting souls? Because whenever the Chacham collects his souls, what happens? They delight. They delight. Um, yeah, it's in the Zohar. They delight from the drink of the Nachala, the brook. So whenever the Tzadik collects his souls, they are able to partake in this drinking from this Nachal, this, this brook. It says, it says, you shall satiate yourself with the clarities of your soul. That it is in through this. So we see here, obviously, by the way, Mishakia de Nachla. Mishakia is a play on the word sak, which is a play, uh, which is sackcloth. We see here that sackcloth is the idea of collecting the souls because whenever the tzaddik collects these souls, they're able to drink from this brook. And this word in the Torah, Mishakia, comes from the word sak. We hear, see here this partaking of these souls and dr- this pleasure of being able to drink from this brook is the idea of sack. Um, and Rabbeinu ties this together. And the rain then came. That he drew down the Torah. What's the mitra? The rain. The rain we said earlier is the Torah. That he was able to draw down the Torah. As it says, The Chacham brings down the Oz, the might in which it trusts. So we see here this idea of the tzaddik being able to do this tikkun, this massive um, tikkun in the Merkavah, all this, this very deep stuff, but all through this inyan, this simple idea of breaking your tzaddik through one thing, tzaddik. So Bezrat Hashem will finish off the lesson, God willing, um, tomorrow it's going to be a two-part lesson, and Bezrat uh, Hashem, may we apply this, Bemet, uh, recommend doing the Likot Tzfirot on this, it's very, very powerful, very deep, and... Uh, you're going to see lots of secrets there that Rabbi Nathan reveals as well. Is that Hashem.